Hello everyone, this is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the August edition of my One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program series that I'm running throughout 2017. This month will be One Month to More Effective Continuous Improvement. My sponsor this month is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 500 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance program, I would urge you to visit, visit Affiliated Monitors at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. As I indicated, this month we're going to look at one month to more effective continuous improvement. We're going to consider auditing and monitoring the different types of audit auditing that you can do from third-party auditing, supply chain, data risk auditing, auditing, culture auditing, for auditing against fraud. We're going to talk about control testing. We're going to look at continuous improvement through the use of big data. We're going to look at measuring effectiveness, risk-based monitoring, email sweeps as monitoring, and listening as continuous monitoring. I think you're going to find it a fascinating month. And I'm sure at the end of the month, you will have picked up multiple lessons on what you can do to improve your compliance program around continuous improvement. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for joining me on this episode, and I hope you'll join me for the entire month. This 2017 One Month to a Better Compliance Program podcast series is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 11 the Desktop Risk Assessment for Continuous Improvement. Both the Department of Justice and SEC make clear the need for a risk assessment to inform your compliance program. I believe that most, if not all, compliance practitioners understand this well-articulated need. However, do you consider the risk assessment as part of your continuous improvement? I would suggest there's ways for you to do this, and that the, the desktop risk assessment is a way for you to engage in both a risk assessment and continuous improvement. If there's one thing I've learned as a lawyer, which also applies to the compliance field, you're only limited by your imagination. So using the 2012 FCPA guidance that not no, no one-size-fits-all proscription, I would submit this is true for continuous improvement as well. You might try doing continuous improvement in all areas, some areas, limited areas, all while literally staying at your desk and not traveling away from your corporate headquarters. So what are some of the areas that a desktop risk assessment might inquire into for continuous improvement? Well, number one, are resources adequate to sustain a culture of compliance within your organization? We talked about the cultural audit in an earlier podcast, but how do you sustain that? And do you have the resources to do that? If you don't have the headcount or the dollar budget, 
Can you look to other other corporate disciplines? Have you talked to HR, for instance? Internal audit, accounts payable, finance, treasury. Number two, how are the risks in the C-suite and boardroom being addressed? Now, I don't mean risks from those levels of engaging in bribery and corruption, although you can certainly consider that. But what's the risk management process? Is that something that you could suggest more rigor around? Think about that in terms of continuous improvement. What about FCPA risks related to, or compliance risks rather, related to the supply chain? I did an earlier entire podcast on auditing in the supply chain, but are you one of those companies that has not moved FCPA compliance into your supply chain as a part of your risk assessment, your continuous improvement, or indeed your FCPA compliance program? Number four, how are risks being examined and due diligence performed at the third-party level? How much of that risk is being managed? Have you taken a look at step five in the five in the five-step life cycle of third-party risk management after the contract is signed? That's the Indicia where the rubber meets the road, i.e. execution. How have you done that? Have you reviewed that? Have you looked at that? Have you considered potential for improvement in that area? Is your documentation adequate to support your compliance program for regulatory purposes? If you're a public company, can you demonstrate the effectiveness of your internal controls? Is culture... Attitude, tone from the top, tone in the middle, and knowledge all measured? If so, how can you use this information to enhance your compliance program? What about disciplinary guidelines? Do they even exist? Has anyone ever been terminated or disciplined for violating a company policy? If not, why not? Certainly, you've had violations of your company policy. If you've never had anyone disciplined for that, even a level as low as a letter being put in their permanent file. What does that say about your incentives around discipline, or disincentives, I suppose, would be the right word? Communication of information and your findings. Are your escalation protocols appropriate? Do employees even know how to raise their hand and discuss an issue? If so, how is that issue escalated? Have you tracked anything through a system? And then finally, and incredibly appropriate for a month of more effective continuous improvement, what are the opportunities for you to improve your compliance program? These are just some of the things you can think about in a desktop risk assessment. There are variety, Obviously, there are a variety of materials you can review from or at a company that can facilitate this desktop risk assessment. You can review your policies and procedures, written guidelines um, to ensure that they are tailored to address specific risks, such as gift travel and entertainment, uh, political donations, uh, political contributions, and charitable donations. You can see from this really lengthy list and discussion, there are many areas you can assess through this mechanism. And once again, you're only limited by your imagination. My suggestion is that you try to identify and focus on the core compliance components in your organization, because there are probably a million things you could fix, but One, you don't have the time, and two, you don't have the resources, and three, most of those are not going to be high risk. 
So use the desktop risk assessment for continuous improvement. You can do this monthly, you can do it rather uh, quarterly, perhaps semi-annually. It certainly can be used in conjunction with a full worldwide risk assessment done every two years or so. This should uh, keep you in a good position to stay abreast of compliance issues that may change within your organization and you may need more or greater risk management. Obviously, the uh, 2012 FCPA guidance ends with a section that says the following. When assessing a company's compliance program, the DOJ and SEC will take into account whether and to what degree the company analyzes and addresses the particular risks it face, faces. By using the desktop risk assessment, you can assess, you can rather answer, any regulator who asks what you might have done to manage those risks in your company by using resources and tools available to you, and you can fulfill the requirements under the Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs, Prong 9, that ask you about your risk assessments, ask you about continuous improvement, ask you about control testing. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, let me start with a philosophical one because I'm very passionate about this, and I believe that you are uh, you are well as well if you're listening to this and you're in the compliance space and or you're in the compliance space. You are only limited by your imagination. If you can think of it, you can probably do it. And if you need to come up with a, a mechanism to facilitate continuous improvement at little or no cost, the desktop risk assessment is one of them. You can use a desktop risk assessment for a variety of, of reasons. It can be a true risk assessment. It can be a supplement to your full biennial risk assessment. Uh, and it can be used for continuous improvement. And finally, number three, in, in addition to document, 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 you must remediate as appropriate. If continuous improvement through a disc, desktop risk assessment shows that you need to remediate, you need to move forward and do that. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of One Month to More Effective Continuous Improvement, and I hope you will join me tomorrow for Day 12. podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.